gentlemen, to JWF Monday Night Ignition. I'm your host, Silver Spoon, joined by a man who's going to have one hell of a shindig this summer. It's Captain Tips. I hope you're ready for the party of the new century, Sills. That is right, Summerfest coming to you live on the Fight Boys YouTube channel in just a few short weeks. And we already know a ton of matches we have got made for that show. Last week, our captain's champion, Scotty Moore, threw down the gauntlet to the man known as the Nightmare Gazi for a Summerfest rematch that is literally one year in the making tips. Absolutely, Sills. We're gonna see once and for all. Is Gazi gonna catch lightning in a bottle twice, or will Scotty Moore prove that he is the hero of the JWF? That is right. In addition, after the main event of last week's episode of Ignition, we have found out that the woman known as Phoenix Driver is going to be coming to this company to face off against Val Curry with the biggest prize in the business, the JWF Women's Championship on the line. And Tibbs, let me tell you something. As someone who's both followed our company and JXT, our developmental territory, I got to say this is a veritable dream match right here. This is going to be wonderful, Sills. Uh, a match in the making. Will the fires of Phoenix Driver outshine the power of Val Curry? That is right, Tibbs. In addition, we're going to see the finals of the King of the Steel City Tournament. And, of course, we know later tonight we are going to be finding out the final semi-finalist as Chuck Gibbons takes on Big Cyrus Crane. Because, of course, we already know men like the Jebeduk, men like Croc, the demon behind Legion, and, of course, Blake Tanner have already qualified for those semi-finals matches. But... Tibbs, let's be honest, Blake Tanner, he wasn't even supposed to be in the damn tournament. He was out of the company. Then he returned, assaulted Funky Flossie, took his place in this tournament. And ever since, Blake Tanner has been has been dead set on winning the crown. Absolutely, so Blake Tanner, he, he seems to come back just uh, expecting that, that that was his opportunity. He took it from Funky Flossie, and now he's here in the semifinals, and he's going to be fighting whoever wins this next match. That is right, and right now Blake Tanner is in our ring, so why don't we hear what the apex of excellence has to say regarding this illustrious tournament? Let's have a listen. Next week, Little old me is going to be fighting right here in this ring to head to the finals of the King of the Steel City Tournament. After so long, I will finally right all the wrongs of my past career in the JWF. And I will do that by facing one of two men. Chuck Gibbons or Big Cyrus Crane? Both choice competitors, I have to say. Uh, but in case you've forgotten, I was there for both of these wrestlers' debuts in the company. I was an important part of the team that trained them to be the stars they are today. Their current greatness was all a gift from me, like the benevolent teacher that I was. After all, I still am the head of JXT, another title that Scotty Moore has decided to steal from me. <laughs> Are you noticing a trend here? <laughs> In case you all didn't know, I was the one that gave Gibbons his Olympic slam. 
I showed Cyrus how he could decimate an opponent by using every bit of malice in his dark heart. I made both of those men. Now people are going around talking like this is a done deal. Big Cyrus, Chuck Gibbons, both men have been in the upper echelon of JWF while Blake Tanner has languished in obscurity. They fought for the JWF Championship. Both are former high-profile JXT champions in their own right. They're both on the fast track to ascend to the top and claim victory all for themselves. God, what selfish and ignorant people you've all become. You have forgotten that the gifts they possess were given by me. I was the one that cared about them. I nurtured them. I gave and gave and gave for them. And now, I no longer care what is in store for either of those men's careers. I will end them without a second thought if it comes to it, and I absolutely can make no mistake. Those who may have fought for the JWF Championship, that's true, but they have never defended it. They've never stepped into this ring for 328 days and busted their ass time and time again to protect that title. Neither of them could keep pace with Blake Tanner, JWF World Heavyweight Champion. And next week, I'm going to show you what kind of hustle you need to win and defend at the highest level of this company. I don't give a damn if it's a giant or an Olympic hero. I don't give a shit what I have to do. I will drive their heads into the mat with my iron heel and pin them without mercy. Not because I want to do it, please understand, but because I have to. If destroying my own students and bleeding them to their last is the only way that I can prove I am the apex of excellence, then I will do exactly that. Now, Tibbs, there is a famous saying that we have. You never tug on Superman's cape. You don't want to see what happens when a good man's mind goes dark. And I got to say, that is exactly what's looking like with Blake Tanner. I mean, he is correct. He defended the JWF World Heavyweight Championship for 328 days during that whole time being considered a standard bearer. The, the, the face of the JWF and none of us could ever imagine a world where he would turn his back on the JWF universe but as I look in that ring right now that's got to be what I see I think you're right Sills that is a a cold look on the face of Blake Tanner that is not anything I would have expected from, from that that defending champion that we saw that we knew all those years ago but it looks like that to try to reclaim that glory, Blake Tanner has gone to some dark places. That is right, of course, as he stated during that promo, Blake Tanner also head of JXT alongside our captain's champion, Scotty Moore, who, of course, as we stated earlier, made a challenge, threw down the gauntlet to the nightmare known as Ghazi, saying, hey, if you want to attack me in this ring, if you want to use your steel pipe, your low blows, your dirty tactics, feel free to throw them all at me because I'm going to be walking out with the title. And you know that did not make Ghazi feel good. Oh, not at all, Sills. That is a uh, 
Uh, honestly, I'm not sure what Scotty Moore's game plan with that was. Uh, was he trying to get Gazi to not use it, maybe reverse psychology, or was he really inviting Gazi to use as many dirty tricks as possible because Scotty Moore thinks he can take it? Well, I mean, you got to remember, last year they went toe-to-toe -to -toe at Summerfest. That match ended with Scotty Moore's arm being broken into by the Nightmare. And this year, apparently, Scotty Moore is inviting even more chaos. And I'm afraid he may have bit off a little bit more than he can chew. But for right now, Gazi, the Nightmare, is backstage with one of our top interviewers. So why don't we hear what they've got to say? Hello everybody, Don the Don McDonald backstage here with the man known as the Nightmare, Gazi. Now Gazi, last week, Scotty Moore prevented you from utilizing your trademark steel pipe in a match against the man known as the Jebedoke. Uh, how do you react to that? Right, he stopped me from shooting. That's what you saw last week. Of course that's what you saw last week. Because you and everyone else in this building holding a microphone has been paid to suck Scotty's metaphorical dick. Now, what y'all do behind closed doors is another matter. I ain't gonna talk about that. Yeah, of course last week you saw him stop me from cheating. Well, here's what actually happened last week, okay? Scotty was upset that I attacked him backstage. That's all it was. I jumped him, and his ego wouldn't let that happen. So, of course, he came out stuck his nose in my business during my match, something that had nothing to do with him. And unfortunately for Scotty, that small little victory, it's going to mean nothing in the overall scale of this war. Because I accept your challenge, Scotty. At Summerfest, it's you and me, one-on-one, -on -one again. But there's a difference this time. Last year, it was all according to plan, wasn't it? This year, I'm not holding back. I'm not on your payroll. I'm not your boy. I'm coming to take you down. I'm coming to take that captain's championship. I'm going to walk through this freaking gate to the future. You keep bragging that you are. Because to me, you're nothing. It's nothing but a little phrase that you got going so you can sell a t-shirt because you don't care about the future of this company. Hell, the minute certain guys look away from the path you're trying to point them towards, it's, you ignore them. You cast them to the side. Look at Big Cyrus Crane. The minute he beat the hell out of you and stood up for himself, you started to ignore the future. And so we're once again focusing on Scotty Moore's own selfish endeavors. Speaking of which, Scotty, I need you to know something. When I came into this company, I did see you as a friend. Hell, there was a time I saw you as a brother, as family. As someone who would help me when I needed it most. And you let me down. But now, I have a new family. And I think you know these people quite well. Uh, Tibbs, uh, I think I think my eyes might be deceiving me, but th that appears to be the Whitney family. Lawrence Whitney, Demon Inc., Big Cyrus Crane have apparently aligned themselves with the nightmare. And look at that evil smile growing across the face of Gazi. Let me tell you, if there was anyone in this company that hated Scotty Moore more than the nightmare, it's got to be Lawrence Whitney. 
Absolutely, Sills. It looks like they... Uh, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And I'll have to tell you something. Uh, the, the Whitney family, they've got a lot of enemies of Scotty Moore in there. And I think Gazi fits in perfectly. That is right, and one of those men is, of course, Big Cyrus Crane, who is set for action right now, taking on Chuck Gibbons in our final quarterfinal match in the King of the Steel City Tournament. And, and Tibbs, you gotta look at these two guys. Big Cyrus Crane, that's not just some fun nickname we gave him. That man is an absolute Goliath in this ring. I, I gotta ask, what advice would you give Chuck Gibbons stepping up against a beast like that? I, Sills, I think that Gibbons is really going to have to fall back on his Olympic training. That, that's excellence in his athletic ability to keep away from the absolute brick shithouse that is Big Cyrus Crane. That is right. I mean, let's not forget at the end of the day, any match involving Big Cyrus Crane, there is going to be a definite size differential between those competitors. And who is that bell goes ding? Let me not, let's not forget to mention the last time these two were in a ring together, it ended with Gibbons being able to pin Cyrus to the mat. Do you think Chuck can repeat history tonight? Sills, I think that anything is possible. However, Big Cyrus, he's got a lot to fight for tonight because we are going into the semifinals of the King of the Steel City Tournament, and whoever wins, Blake Tanner, is waiting in the wings. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Look at this. Look at this. Gibbons ducking behind. Might be trying to go for one of those back suplexes. Wait, no. Instead, grabbing Cyrus by the neck, looking for a, uh, a choke, quite possibly, trying to take down Cyrus. But, oh, unfortunately, the big man plopping the body of Chuck Gibbons up onto his shoulders, dropping him with a beautiful Samoan drop. And, Tibbs, that is how quickly a big man can change the landscape of a match like that. That big sleeper holding Gibbons could have taken down a normal man, but for Big Cyrus, he was able to shrug it off and drop him just like that. Absolutely, that is the pure power of Big Cyrus Crane. I believe that Blake Tanner referred to it as the malice in his heart and the power of his shoulders. That's right. Now look at this. Chuck Gibbons wisely pulling himself out of the ring, using those ropes to his advantage, just trying to get back to his feet after that vicious drop. But wait, what the hell is Big Cyrus thinking? Tibbs, he bounces off the ropes and, oh, unfortunately, gets stopped with a big uppercut to the jaw from Chuck Gibbons taking out Big Cyrus, who, uh, Tibbs, it looked like he was going for a damn suicide dive. I'll tell you, Sills, I don't know what would have happened if he was able to complete that move right there, but we would have probably seen what the results of a truck crashing into Chuck Gibbons. That's right. Wait a minute. Look at this. Gibbons getting back into the ring. Ooh, was trying for a big German suplex, but once again, the weight of Big Cyrus not allowing him to get it as, oh, Cyrus turns it around into a beautiful headlock driver, sending the skull of Chuck Gibbons into the mat. Oh, and here is something that we usually don't see out of a big man. The Cyrus Salt. That beautiful springboard moonsault landing the massive body of Big Cyrus Crane straight down onto Chuck Gibbons and Tibbs. Just imagine that kind of weight falling down onto you, going for a pinfall. One, two. Ooh, Gibbons barely kicking out at the last minute. And Tibbs, look at the face of Big Cyrus. He looks besides himself. Absolutely, Sills. After seeing that, uh, Big Cyrus, let's not forget how athletic the man is. He knows how to use his size to his advantage. And by, by God, with that springboard moonsault, that's just like dropping a boulder on someone. 
Oh, and look at this. Look at this. It looks like Gibbons was playing possum on the mat, just picking that leg out from underneath him. He's picked the leg, and he's locked him in. That big ankle lock. I'm fairly sure this may have been how he defeated him during their first encounter, just wrenching back on that ankle, trying to snap it. But wait a minute. Tibbs, what the hell? That, that's Demon Inc. That's the lackeys of Lawrence Whitney and, and I guess Gazi now, and they're out here distracting the referee. Oh, Sills, this is exactly what I would expect from the Whitney family. They want Cyrus to go on to be king of the Steel City. They're willing to do anything to get there. That's right, and look at this. Big Cyrus is tapping, but the ref can't see it. He's distracted by Demon Inc. And now... Oh, Tibbs, look at this. Gazi hitting the ring, cementing his alliance as he just cracks Gibbons across the ribs with that steel pipe, tossing him to the ground. Oh, and look at this big Cyrus Crane going over, grabbing him by the hair, picking him up. Chunk bomb! That vicious power bomb. One, two, wait, Tibbs! Tibbs, that's, that's Sam Adams, that's Houston Longhorn, that's the wild-eyed Southern boys, and they have just pulled the referee out of the ring before the three count can be made. Let's not forget a couple of weeks ago, Chuck Gibbons did the exact same thing for them, and now they're going to battle with Demon Inc. on the outside of the ring. Southern boys, Demon Inc., this is insanity. I love it, Sills. Who would have thought that this e would be the equalizer for this match? The Southern Boys coming out to help Chuck Gibbons. They're battling it out with Demon Inc. This is pitch combat right here. Oh, and look inside the ring. I don't think this is what the Nightmare Gazi was expecting, but oh, he definitely wasn't expecting that big Olympic slam slamming him into the mat and... Oh, unfortunately, though, he turns around into another big powerbomb attempt from Big Cyrus. He's got him up. He's got him up. But no, Gibbons. Gibbons rolls him up. Rolls him up. One, two, three. And with a last-minute desperation roll-up, Chuck Gibbons gets the victory. And you can tell the wild-eyed Southern boys are happy as hell to see it. Absolutely, Sills. After an amazing match like that, Chuck Gibbons don't <laughs> outsmart his opponent, grab that schoolboy at the last second, and hold on with all of his might to get the one, two, three. Yeah, the reuniting of the Southern Boys in all their glory. I am seeing great things for this team. Well, I mean, let's not forget one person who definitely can't be happy seeing this is AJ Steele, the leader of the Hard Americans, the team that features the wild-eyed Southern boys. And, and Tibbs, let's not forget, last week, AJ Steele and Chuck Gibbons came to blows regarding Gibbons' supposed relationship with the wild-eyed Southern boys. You know he cannot be happy about this. Absolutely not, Sills. And you know what? Whatever makes AJ Steele unhappy makes Tibbs very goddamn happy. That is right, Tibbs. And another thing that makes us all happy is the official developmental rumble. One of the biggest matches we have all year where we open the forbidden door to JXT, allow those superstars to come over and have a vicious battle royal where only one man can win. And he wins not only a shot at the champion, but also a contract for JWF. Absolutely, Sills. This is the prize that everybody in JXT wants to fight for, and it's only available once a year. That is right, and one man who apparently really wants it is Shitty Terry. His name is Shitty Terry, Tibbs.
And uh, we hired him. Yeah. Listen, Sills, I don't, I don't, I don't oversee everything that goes on in JXT. So sometimes things like this slip through the cracks. I'm, I have to apologize to everybody for that one. But he's in, and there is nothing I can do with it. Well, old shitty Terry is backstage right now with one of our top interviewers to discuss this epic match coming up. Why don't we go backstage and hear what the shitty one has to say? Hello, everybody. Honey Pot McDrugs are bad, okay? Here with the next entrant into the JWF Developmental Rumble at Summerfest. Shitty T- Wait, that's really his name. <sighs> Alright. <clears throat> shitty Terry. Now, Terry... What's your big plan for this rumble, huh? You want a plan? You want a plan, big man? I'll give you a plan. I'ma cause chaos up in this bitch. I'ma take that ladder and smash it into each and every single one of my opponent's skulls. I'ma do a moonsault off eight ladders into 15 tables. I'ma set shit on fire, and then I'ma fulfill my life's dream when I climb that ladder, grab the cash in the bag briefcase, and cement my <laughs> legacy. Um, uh, Terry, I hate to interrupt, but you are aware that this is a rumble that you're going to be participating in, right? A rumble, no ladders, just throwing other men over the top rope. Oh shit, oh fuck, oh damn it, oh, my bad. Uh, well then, 30 other men, 30 superstars are gonna step to Shitty Terry, but what they don't realize is that Shitty Terry has dug 29 other graves for those superstars to sleep in. And when I take them to their limit and send them hurling into the fucking moon itself, they will rest in Terry. Uh, Terry, Terry, no, uh, once again, I do hate to interrupt um, that speech, which I'm pretty sure is copyright, um, but there are only nine other competitors in this match, not 30. Oh, uh, alright, just replace everything I just said, but with 10 instead of 30, I guess. But just know this, all these guys out here talking about a clip. Well, the only no. click you need no. is the Harlem Heat and Sister no. Sherry. See, because no. what you're dealing with here is the Brotherhood. It's non-stop from this point on in WCW. We take what we want. And no. after we no. take no. out Lex Luger and the no. Giant, no. we want the gold, them. sucker. Hulk Hogan, we coming for you. No, no, no. Okay, back to you in the studio, I guess. Please, cut away from this right now. Do we have to fire him now? Sills, I've already tried and his contract is iron fucking clad. I'm sorry, I've tried. I know that that man is probably high off of his gourd right now, but he can write a damn contract. That is right, Tibbs. Well, another person. Hey, if you want to talk about the developmental rumble, why don't we talk about last year's developmental rumble that was won by the man known as Robert Hill. And you know what? Usually when someone comes into this company, they get signed. They have a small little few things that they get to do with the, the lower card. 
but Robert Hill came into this company like a house of fire, and that is why he is now in this ring. He is undefeated, unpinned, unsubmitted, and holds the biggest prize in the business, the JWF World Heavyweight Championship. Absolutely, so Robert Hill, he is a one-in-a-million type of wrestler, I think. He came into this company, and he has just dominated ever since. The only person that has even put a, anything close to a stopper is none other than the Dylan, also unpinned, unsubmitted himself. That is right. Of course, we remember back at Cash in the Bag, those men went toe-to-toe. -to -toe. And, of course, Robert ended the match via a low blow, took the disqualification, and then ran off with his title. But ever since, the Dylan has been trying to get that rematch that he is rightfully owed. And it seems as if Robert Hill has done everything he can to avoid the Lord of the Smart Side at every pass. Absolutely, Sills, but I think that we are coming to a point where Robert Hill cannot run any longer. That is right, but the champ is in our ring right now, so why don't we hear what the King of the Hill has to say? Once again, Robert Hill stands exactly where he deserves to be. Top of the mountain, King of the Hill, JWF World Heavyweight Champion. And just like all you should have known, not a single living soul in that locker room is willing to stand up to me. No one's willing to stand face to face with the champ and fight. Hell, last week, old Mark Plays got real lucky with that cheap shot of his, but that's all it was. Cheap, just like talk. If he was willing to look me in the eyes and try that shit, it would have been a different type of story. But now look at that aisle right there. Look at that entrance ramp. Not a damn soul in existence has the brass balls to walk down to me when I'm in this ring. So Tibbs, I'm gonna look at you over there and say, I'm sorry, but you're about to have to retire this damn title because I don't see anybody willing to fight for it anymore. Because Robert Hill is the one. Oh, Tibbs, listen to that. That is the music of one man who most certainly has got to be disagreeing with what the champ is saying. Because that is the Dylan, the technical spectacle, coming out to the ring. And you can tell he does not look happy. Absolutely not, Sills. And I think that that, that has already proven Robert Hill wrong. There is one living soul willing to stand up to the king of the hill. That is right, so why don't we hear what the Dylan has to say? Robert, Robert, Bobby boy, Jesus, you can talk for a long time. Bobby, has anybody ever told you that if you have to tell people that you're a king over and over again, then it's probably not true? No, no, not a big reader? Surprising. Listen, you come out here and you bitch and whine about cheap shots and underhanded tactics and people trying to weasel their way into matches, and yet you've been on the other side of that ever since Cash in the Bag. You've been weaseling your way out and using underhanded tactics to get out of your rematch with me. So here's what's going to happen, Robert. We're going to do this your way. I'm going to come down to the ring look you 
maybe in your cross eyes and tell you, not ask you, that I have a match with you at Summerfest for the JWF title. Really, kid? Or else what are you going to do about it if I say no? Tibbs, that's flawless logic on Robert's part. He can say no, can he? I think so, Sills. I'm, I'm actually pretty sure. No, yeah, he can. He can. Well, it looks like the Lord of the Smart Side just shrugging at that before. Oh, my God, clocking him with that massive knee strike. The D trigger straight to the jaw. Then a second before. Oh, my God, Tibbs, look at the strength of the Dylan picking him up and dropping him with total destruction. The Lord of the Smart Side is snapped. Absolutely, Sills. I'd say that is a hell of a response from the Dylan. Oh, wait, it looks like he's not done. He's not done. He's locked him in, Tibbs. He's locked him in the vice. Robert Hill is in the vice, and Dylan's got Robert Hill tapping in the center of the ring. This is insanity. No, 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 no. You don't get out of it that easily, you dumb motherfucker. Say it. Say I get the match, or else you're going to be in this hold until you piss yourself. Ah, God damn. Fuck! Fine, you can have your goddamn match! <laughs> well, Tibbs, there it is right now. Robert Hill agreeing to a rematch at Summerfest. This is astounding. Absolutely, Sills. I love it. I knew this had to happen eventually. I knew that this was coming down the pipe. I was so ready to see this and get some closure, just like the entire rest of the JWF audience. Oh, and now look at this. You can see Dylan trying to lay off on that Anaconda device, getting what he wanted, but oh no, instead locking Robert back in the Anaconda device almost immediately. And look at this. The champ's fading. Robert Hill fading in the center of the ring at it. And Tibbs, I think Dylan has just knocked out the champion, choked him out in the center of the ring. Uh, the Dylan has just done what no one else could do. That would be considered a submission. My God, Sills, he is just not only just a submission, he has knocked the champion out. He has knocked him out cold. He is not moving. That is right, and if he can do that at Summerfest, he has got a championship waiting on him. The Dylan proving to have a date with destiny at Summerfest, but we still have a whole lot of JWF ignition to get through before that epic pay-per-view. And the train don't stop next week, the semifinals of the King of the Steel City Tournament as Blake Tanner takes on Chuck Gibbons, two men who we have heard a lot from tonight. Absolutely, Sills. I cannot wait. We're getting to the nitty-gritty of the King of the Steel City Tournament, and it is just going to come to a head at Summerfest. That is right. In addition, former tag team champions and members of the extraordinary quaternary match, Bananas in Pajamas, will return. And, Tibbs, you know that they have a lot to say regarding this amazing matchup. And, Sills, I know that I hate to see it. <laughs> that is right. In addition, we're going to hear from the captain's champion, Scotty Moore, not about his matchup against Ghazi, although I'm sure he has a lot to say about that, but instead about the competitors in the developmental rumble. A little bit of an introduction to a lot of these superstars for our JWF diehards. But you know the biggest thing about next week, Tibbs. The man has come back around the god of the JWF. Momoa Curry is making his return to the JWF. 
but not for his own right, but instead to discuss his daughter's matchup against Phoenix Driver at Summerfest in tips. You know Momoa has a lot to say about that matchup. Absolutely, Sylph, and I know we're all excited to hear from Momoa Curry after his long absence. We're excited to hear about this match between Val Curry and Phoenix Driver. We are excited to be on the way to the party, and we are all pre-gaming from here on out. That is right, but until then, remember to support us at patreon.com slash a load of BS or pick up merchandise for your favorite superstars at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Pay for my many, many throat surgeries. That is right, but until next time, he's been Captain Tibbs, I've been Silver Spoon, and this has been JWF Monday Night Ignition, and we will see you next time.